0: Hello, and welcome to the Sneaky Fit Podcast. I'm your host, Nicole. So today I have the pleasure of talking to someone who has been super successful on his weight loss journey, losing upwards of 180 pounds and keeping it off. He's also aspiring to become a health coach to hopefully inspire and motivate others to do the same who are also on their weight loss journey. So please welcome Dan Cadmus. Thanks for joining me today.
1: Thanks for having me, Nicole. I appreciate it.
0: Yeah, I'm super excited to, to talk to you about this, but before we dive in, um, to your actual weight loss, I kind of want to rewind it back a little bit, uh, mm-hmm. to get a better understanding on how the weight started, um, started coming on for you. Coming on. Yeah. How you started yeah. gaining weight. What, what caused it?
1: Um, well, I guess, uh, I've always been, you know, since, since a child, uh, I've always been kind of on the heavy side. Um, I was involved in sports my entire adolescence. So it kind of kept, um, I guess, uh, the weight gain at bay, you know what I mean, all the physical activity. Um, so I was always a heavy kid, especially during sports. I was always like the bigger dude on the team, uh, always played things like linemen, you know what I mean, positions for, for a bigger guy. Um, and then uh, baseball was always my, my number one thing. And in high school, I was a pitcher and uh, I had aspirations to play in college. And Around 11th grade, I injured my elbow and it was a like a career ending kind of injury where I lost the last 10 degrees of extension of my elbow and uh, just from overuse. And it was kind of. Known that I wasn't going to be pitching anymore, if I was going to play baseball, it definitely wasn't going to be pitching. And so that kind of um, when when you go through life, especially as a kid and something is your entire identity and then you remove that identity um, it messes with your head a lot. So that's when I started to first deal with, um, mental health issues and weight gain and emotional eating. And, and that's where things really spiraled out of control. And then, um, you couple that with like a, a sedentary lifestyle at that point, you, you know what I mean? I hadn't always been active my whole life. And then from then point out that that point on, um, that kind of started a, a little bit of a depression and some mental health struggles, then it kind of unraveled and, and, Towards the end of my teens, you know, like 18, 19, rapidly gained weight. Um, it went from more than just being a heavy guy that was athletic to definitely obesity and then just progressed throughout my 20s um, as, as things got, you know, worse and just the mental health and it's just snowballed continually until I, I got all the way up to, I think my heaviest weight was 360 pounds or something like that. So wow. yeah, it was definitely a slow burn, but uh, rapidly accelerated at the end.
0: Yeah. I think a lot of people can can relate to that. So when I was a kid, I was super active too. I ran track and uh, played basketball, softball, and then I injured my knee Mm
1: -hmm. and
0: had to stop all of that because of my knee. Ended up getting surgery many, many years later, but I then went from being super active to to sedentary. And obviously- your first thought wasn't to change your eating habits. So you just keep keep eating the way you're used to eating and the way you enjoy eating, even Mm -hmm. though you're not burning off the calories that you're used to burning off. So I totally feel you there. It's it's totally hard to go from being active to kind of completely sedentary and not able to do what you love doing.
1: Right, definitely.
0: So with your mental health and your depression, you mentioned, um, how did you... So let's fast forward uh, a little bit. Um, So how did you end up taking care of your mental and mental health and depression and how long did it take you to get to that point where you felt like you were ready? So what's the progression between you're at your absolute low to how you are, where you are now?
1: Yeah. Um, so, you know, like I said, throughout most of my twenties, I'm 29 now, um, I started like my whole journey with kind of self-improvement weight loss at around 25, 26. Um, You know, it it was a lot of anxiety, a lot of depression, and it was a lot of um, just bad habits that were like running from problems instead of tackling things head on, just the the typical kind of thing. Um, And it, it took me hitting like that again, the snowball I mentioned earlier of things building and building, it took me hitting like a serious low point for me to say, Okay, I I need to do something. You know what I mean? I was developing into um, a person with a somewhat of a, a negative mindset, and I was skeptical of everything and and things that you know this wouldn't work, that wouldn't work. And it took me, and I, I remember a, a point specifically, and it's an embarrassing story, but I think it's one that that needs to be told because it was the pinpoint of of exactly where it was that I knew I needed to change. Um, and I, I've always dealt with emotional eating, kind of a food addiction. And I specifically remember sitting in a McDonald's parking lot at, uh, at like 2 a.m. Um, I had just moved to a new place. I was kind of moved there with no plan. I was broke. Um, I had car problems. I didn't have a job yet. Just everything you, know, you could think of. I guess I thought moving to a new place would... Um, Come with a life change or new opportunities or something. And instead of like
0: running I just, from your problems. Uh,
1: exactly. The yeah. same exact tendency that I had earlier to run from my problems. It, it was just more of the same. And instead of having these problems where I was, I was now just a person in a new location with less people to count on, less people I knew with the same problems.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, so I remember sitting in my car in a McDonald's parking lot. It was like 2 a.m. and I didn't know what to do, where to turn. And I'm, I'm sitting there literally bawling my eyes out stuff in my face with mcdonald's and like i said it's an embarrassing thing but i think it's worth saying because i think it's something that um anyone struggling with weight issues or struggling with a food addiction or, or that type of mentality ha- has dealt with something like that and for me that was the rock bottom where i was like all right I, I need to change you know something needs to happen i need to to take care of of just myself and uh coincidentally that night like i said i was very skeptical of everything. Um, Anything that was health and wellness, anything you know. So, I discovered meditation that night through random. I was randomly on, I don't know, Twitter, social media, saw a recommendation for a meditation app, and I decided, you know, at that point, I was willing to try anything, and so I gave it a try. And it single-handedly the biggest uh, life-changing thing for me. It was meditation. That was the beginning of absolutely everything. Um, I suddenly had something to combat the thing in my head that kind of kept that snowball going, kept that negative momentum going. So that was it for sure.
0: Yeah. So what do you mean by skeptical about everything, health and wellness in what way? Uh,
1: ma- mainly meditation okay. uh, or, or stuff like that. Uh, health and wellness too, though. You, you know, I, I would, um, anyone who tried to give me any type of advice met, got met with resistance every time, you know, what do you, it would almost make me go the opposite direction. Like I was stubborn where, People would. I grew up with um, a family that was pretty healthy and in shape. My older brothers in the best shape of anyone I know. My father was always healthy. I always knew exactly what the blueprint was for the most part. Um, yeah. But I refused to do it, and it was it was just that negative energy. Um, and again, all to do with my own mental issues. But I, everything was yeah, that works for someone, it won't work for me. And it was just that negative approach towards things that uh, I think just dug myself into a hole.
0: Yeah, for sure. And meditation is amazing. Like meditation Mm -hmm. and yoga are super spiritual and grounding and for sure overlooked. Um, So how long had you been doing meditation before something finally clicked for you?
1: So I felt relief instantly Um, really? just for the time being, like for the immediate, when I went home and tried it that night, I felt better. You know what I mean? Like I felt that sigh of relief. The anxiety went away a little bit. Um, but I'd say it was about three to four weeks of doing it consistently every day before I started to feel it translate to day to day activity, not just right after doing the exercise, because for those three to four weeks, I'd feel better right after the exercise and then, you know, throughout the day I'd have the same feelings and I wouldn't be able to combat it but after three or four weeks, um, it made me start to carry that awareness throughout the day and 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 start to be more in control of my emotions of my thoughts of, of just my overall mentality that's when the real change started i think
0: yeah because you're during your meditation sessions you're kind of in your own thoughts and and kind of letting things go right. um so what app did you use if you don't mind if you don't mind that's oh, fine in that?
1: no problem uh headspace
0: okay is it yep. a free app that you can just download on your iphone or android
1: so it's, it's free. They have like a, a beginner kind of program where I think you can do the first, they have packs. Um, so it's like 30 day or so packs of, of different guided meditations. And so I think their intro session is free. And then after that, um, I think it's 10 a month, but for me, the value is incredible. It's worth, you know, for the, the, the way it's impacted my life, I'd pay way more for it. You know what I mean? At this point. Um, yeah. They even have, I think, for, for anyone looking to try it, I think because of COVID, um, they have some type of way of getting it for free. If you are unemployed or if you're struggling financially, I think they are offering it for free for people, for anyone looking to get involved. But um, yeah, that it was just the beginning sessions and they're constantly putting out new material. That's kind of why I think they um, it warrants being charged because it's continuously updating. It's not the same lessons over and over. Yeah. Um, they have things that, again, you know, I don't work for them or anything. I just, <laughs> I just enjoy like the like app. Plug. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But um, now they have all types of different packs on productivity and focus and anxiety, depression, anything you could really think of. So I, I, I can't recommend it enough for anyone looking to start. Um, it's, it, it really gives you the foundation. I think I'm at the point where, and, and I do sometimes just do it on my own without the guidance, you know? but it brings you it's it's definitely a great starting point to kind of get you familiar with everything for sure
0: no for sure uh and you still i'm assuming you still practice meditation today yep. every yeah? day every day yep. mm-hmm. that's definitely. super cool so let's talk about um so meditation kind of got you on the right path and right. got your headspace right right so turn that negative self-talk to more of a positive yes. um so let's talk about the interesting way the weight actually started coming off through your job at FedEx cuz it's pretty right. unconventional, right? Yeah. Um, definitely. You actually don't think about the types of job you work can actually right. cause you to to lose weight. So you don't hear of a story like yours uh super often.
1: Right. Yeah, it's 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 crazy because like I said, you know, yeah. I was involved in sports my whole life. I was always active and then I went through I don't know almost a 10 year stint without, you know, really moving or anything. And, uh, I got, I got a job at FedEx shortly after that kind of breakdown scenario of me in the parking lot. I think I heard back from them a couple of days later, coincidentally. And, uh, they they start you off in the warehouse, just, you know, move unloading trucks, throwing boxes. And, you know, it was, it was a stable paycheck and th- that in itself to just having something, you know, going from being broke and having no job and feeling, kind of crappy about yourself to actually finally okay at least i have some income you know i mean that's a big step uh in its own right but just the physical nature of the job didn't change my eating habits didn't change anything i just had been sedentary for so long that um the increased physical activity you know I'd, i'd be i'd come home from work every day uh i started during the summer i'd come home from work every day just drenched you know what i mean dripping sweat and within a couple months i had lost uh like 30 to 40 pounds which is crazy
0: wow yeah
1: um So how are you eating
0: during that time? So you said your diet didn't change. So how were you actually eating?
1: So during that time, I wasn't really changing all that much. I was also, um, my hours were a little weird. So I think I just naturally was eating a little less and less frequently, you know what I mean? Because um, it was the night shift, not overnight, but I I wouldn't get out till, I don't know, 10, 11 PM. So it, it was just kind of a shift that way. But as far as what I was eating, I didn't change all that much until the initial weight loss. And then I decided, you know, to kind of go with it. And, um, everything I had known from living with, you know, my brother and my father, I started, you know, just trying to make my diet a little more, uh, whole food based, avoided less processed stuff. And, and so that avoided least,
0: McDonald's.
1: Yeah. Avoided McDonald's <laughs> for sure. Um, cause I, you know, I knew the very, very basics of it. Um, but, but that was the beginning. Yeah, for sure.
0: So once you started losing the weight, um, that was your extra motivation to be like, Hey, you know, I need to start getting my diet. Right. So I can keep, keep losing weight.
1: Definitely. Uh, I, you know, it's a big jump and I'd never gotten, uh, like lost so much weight in, in such a short period of time. So it was motivating for sure. Um, and I just wanted it to keep going. So I started watching what I I ate. Um, it, it was just, it started off in the beginning. I would watch what I ate all week and then, the weekends, I would kind of do whatever I wanted. And that's how I progressed for a long time for, for probably, you know, several months after that.
0: Okay. So you'd be like super on point during the week, Monday through Friday, and then the weekends come, you'd let loose a little bit.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: No, I I think that's totally true. So like whenever I finish working out, I definitely, it, it forces you not forces, but it kind of causes you to to eat eat better right so whenever i get back from the gym i don't i don't find myself craving pizza or whatever i automatically want to eat better because i'm feeling better you're high on endorphins you just had a good workout the last thing you want to do is is put crap into your body and just negate everything you just did in the the gym so in your case it'll be work
1: (laughs) yeah yep exactly
0: so how long did it take then so 180 pounds that's no small feat that's that's an insane amount of weight. Um, so how long did it take you? If you said you lost like 30, 40 pounds in in a short amount of time in a few months, how long did it take you to get to where you are now?
1: Uh, it was so, so I got the job with FedEx, I think early, when was it? I think it was late 2015, early 2016 or something like that. Um, and it was just, it was just a constant evolution. Um, like I said, I started off, um, eating kind of basically what I wanted during the week and then going kind of crazy, a little too crazy on the weekends <laughs> for sure. And then it just kept evolving. I, you know, then I started raining it in a little bit on the weekends and then, um, I started incorporating a little more exercise outside of my job. My job within FedEx also changed. I became a driver. Um, I was working downtown Cincinnati, which is just like a lot of kind of run around the city and a lot more physical activity. So physical activity ramped up and then um, it continued to progress. Uh, You know, I would, I started getting more interested in nutrition in in fitness and just health in general, researching. um, And and I found uh, the low carb way of eating, which really, really ramped up uh, progress for me. Once, once I started that, I felt something that kind of got rid of the cravings and a lot of the um, cheating or whatever I would do on the weekends kind of disappeared a little bit too. and, and, so it was a way to like combat the kind of addictive personality I had, especially to food
0: To sugar um, specifically, or yeah, just definitely, to,
1: yeah. definitely sugar for sure. Um, carbs in general. And again, like that's what worked for me, you know, it may not work for everybody, but that that's kind of the way my progress ramped up a bunch. And it was about, it was about two years, but progressively over time, you know, I learned more implemented different changes, um, you know, even within doing low carb at first it was kind of, uh, what they call like dirty a little bit, you know what I mean? More processed meats and foods and stuff yeah. like that. And then refine that, um, kind of learned a lot more about weightlifting, a lot more about training in general. So it's, it's just been an evolving process for the entire time, even still now, you know what I mean? I'm still trying to learn more and, and continue to implement new practices and grow. I, I don't think it ever really ends I think you continuously grow and learn more about yourself and your tendencies and, you know, also like science evolves, you know, and and different different methods change. And I think it's just a continuous progress, Um, but to, to get to like my goal weight, so to speak, or, or at least what I was happy with um, I'd say it was a two year process, but it was, it was more of a slow burn at the beginning. And it really ramped up once all the research and all, you know what I mean? I started kind of perfecting my, my process, I guess.
0: Yeah, it's all about finding what works best for you for sure. And yeah, like you said, nutritional science, especially is changing all the time, constantly changing. Mm -hmm. Um, I remember when eggs were bad for you, uh, now (laughs) eggs are good for you. Like there's just so much science out there that's evolving. So that's good on you for doing your research. Not a lot of people do their research when they're trying to lose weight, they just, um, like restrict their calories so low. And then unfortunately, a lot of people end up gaining it back because they put themselves in such an extreme deficit. So yeah, you sound like you did it the right way for sure.
1: You know, I I had so much experience with losing 30 to 40 pounds and then gaining it all back that that was probably, and still is, (laughs) I don't think you ever really lose that, but that was my biggest fear throughout all of this. And I think that's what, um, motivated me to do all the research and really refine what I was doing. Cause I was like, I've made so much progress at this point. There was the little voice in the back of my head that was kind of like, you still could go back. You still could, you know what I mean? Undo this. Cause I've had, you know, again, through, throughout that whole early twenties period, uh, I was pretty much always trying to lose weight the the yo-yo dieting, the up and down, you, you know what I mean? Never found something that worked until I started eating low carb and, and, you know, just maintaining the physical activity and, and everything. So.
0: so when you say lower carb, are you following um, like a higher protein diet? Or are you following a keto diet? Like what exactly uh, were you following when you say lower carb?
1: So it's, it's evolved, uh, just like everything else I've been saying. Um, it started off just lower carb, you know, like trying to cut out the breads and the rice and whatever, and I got progress with that. Then I kind of started getting more into learning about keto. And that's when it kind of started what I said, like dirty, I guess, keto. That's it's why like the that's process. why I was wondering if you were yep. talking
0: about keto, yeah.
1: Uh, yep, yep. Um, which even keto, when I first heard about it, I was like, that's nonsense. Bacon, and whatever. <laughs> which is funny because everyone thinks keto, they think you just throw bacon on everything or, or oil cheese. or cheese on everything, yeah. which is definitely not <laughs> I wouldn't recommend to anyone. But that's uh, dirty keto. <laughs> yeah, for sure so, so that got more refined. I started going more whole food based keto. Um, and then I kind of started learning more about the carnivore community. And again, Hmm. you're going to eat mostly red meat. What are you doing? You know what I mean? Like just that type of thing. And then I learned about, um, the PE diet and, um, Dr. Ted Naiman, I I would recommend that book to, to anyone. It's, it's more, it's essentially just, you know, higher protein, more satiation, you know, because that's always when I talked about the addictive personality, the um, tendency to just overeat, you fill your meal with protein, you know what I mean? And you make sure protein is outweighing everything else. And it cuts down on the hunger, cuts down on your cravings. And that's really what worked for me. So exactly.
0: Protein has uh, for sure out of all the macronutrients has a high thermic effect, right? So you're going to also burn uh, quite a bit of calories as compared to the other macronutrients, just digesting and processing. Right. Um, and that's where the satiation comes in because your, your body takes a long time to digest and process the, the proteins that you're eating, right. vice carbs and and fats, which are quicker to digest. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. So it just, it, it kept evolving and, and, um, you know, implementing, you know, fasting, intermittent fasting, and, and just tr- trying to find out as much as I could about everything. Um, and, and probably the biggest thing I've learned too through all of this is, is to never be really uh, married to your beliefs and, and to what you think because I, I really was, I was skeptical of meditation. I was skeptical of keto. Yeah. I was skeptical of like high protein, mostly meat-based diets. You know what I mean? All these things that um, I didn't think would work and then ended up working wonders for me and, and made me feel better than ever. So, you know, if, if new, new science comes out, <laughs> tomorrow that, you know, eating a certain thing that I didn't think was healthy, all of a sudden works and you try it and it works, you know, I I won't discount anyone's method if it works and the facts are there, you know?
0: No, yeah, for sure. As long as what you're doing to lose weight is sustainable and a lifestyle change and not like you said earlier, uh, you know, a fad diet or a crash diet and something that you're doing just to lose weight, as long as whatever you're doing to lose weight is something that you are going to implement for the rest of your life. Cause that's important too. Cause of course, once you stop doing whatever it is you're doing to lose weight, it's going to come back once you start eating the way you were before. Right. Um, so you said intermittent fasting, which I find interesting. That's, I, I don't know what it is on my social media feed. I've been seeing a lot of discussion for whatever reason, maybe it's COVID <laughs> mm-hmm. about intermittent fasting. Um, mm-hmm. So do you still do intermittent fasting now? And how did you implement intermittent fasting? Did you do uh, an eight hour eating window or how did you execute that?
1: Yeah. So I still do. Um, oh, you do? Okay. Yep. I, I play around with it. And also, you know, it just like kind of works out that way too, with the way kind of my hunger is. And um, sometimes I'm just not as hungry um, because of the way I eat, but I, I originally started uh, 16, eight, and it kind of just worked out that way because of my schedule with FedEx. Um, I would, get up, go to the gym, come back, eat, work my shift. And then, you know, I would have, it would be my lunch hour, but it would technically, it was dinner, you know, maybe like seven, eight o'clock. And then I wouldn't would eat any like at all for the rest of the day until, you know, the next day. And it just, it worked out with my schedule where it fit perfectly where that eight hour window I ate before work, I ate midway through work and then I was done. And again, you know, I, I wasn't, it wasn't like I came home and I was starving. It wasn't like I was restricting myself, which previously I had been, you know, when I was, um when I first started off and I started eating better I was you know essentially kind of white knuckling it you know trying to just go on discipline alone and 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 whatever but but as I kind of progressed through my journey I I realized wow I don't have to be like that it doesn't have to be a struggle I can eat until I'm satiated and then you know not be starving later when I get home from work and have to avoid you know the kitchen and and just kind of like get out of my own head you know
0: Yeah. So you found what works for you and what's actually enjoyable the way you like to eat and the way you like to live. Yep. Yeah. That's, that's amazing. Not a lot of people do that. So yeah, that's super commendable and you kept the weight off, (laughs) which is, which is awesome. So I'm assuming you're still going to the gym. You're still, um, like you said, you're still intermittent fasting, you're still meditating. So the habits that you established early on were habits that you were able to sustain and implement in your everyday life to, keep you, keep you on the right track.
1: Definitely. I think, um, but when we talked, when we talked last, uh, we spoke about lifestyle change and I think that's the biggest thing over everything. If you can't do something, if you can't picture yourself keeping this habit or these habits, you know, three months down the road, you can't possibly expect to continue it for five years and, or, or whatever. Um, and that was always the case in the beginning for me was, I would go super hardcore on whatever I was doing and it wouldn't be sustainable and then it would gain it back. Right. Um, and similar, like also what you were talking about with the um, working out, when you work out, you don't really want to eat um, like unhealthy after. Yeah. I think that's just everything is, is the momentum you build and those daily habits. I think you set yourself up for success um, when you implement those habits and you keep it. Repeated, repeated, repeated. And it it, it it makes you when you go to reach for that donut, when you go to reach for you know what I mean, something unhealthy, are you gonna undo everything you just did today? So like I woke up today, I meditated, I went to the gym, I had a, a good breakfast. Am I gonna go after dinner to to grab that donut or am I gonna keep the momentum going that I, I just made throughout the day? You know. So I think that's a big part of it.
0: Yeah, no, for sure. So like so like you, if you're someone with uh, an addiction particularly mm-hmm. to sugar. So a lot of people, when they say they have a carb addiction, that's why I mentioned sugar. Right. it's usually sugar. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, if you are combating that, or that was your struggle in the past, for sure, you know, try to limit your donut. But um, it's important to keep in mind that having that one donut isn't going to unravel your progress because it's, it's what you do and how you live, you know, weekly, monthly, daily. So just having a donut or having you know a large pizza in one sitting like one day is it necessarily going to unravel but again if you have those tendencies um to binge or um to fall out of whack to your addictions then yeah you definitely want to want to minimize that so it all depends on where you're coming from and and where you are in your particular journey
1: 100% and I actually thank you for bringing that up. Cause that's a whole yeah. big part of, um, for me, the like maintaining process and keeping the weight off has been learning a lot about my, my inner workings and, um, my relationship to food because it, it all depends on the person. Yeah. Um, you know, there's plenty of people and I, I used to kind of have this philosophy that, you know, I would have a cheat meal, I would eat, you know, the whole pizza or whatever. <laughs> and, and there's plenty of people that can do that. I'm not, you know, yeah. downing that whatsoever. Um, but for me, I, and I think a lot of people who share that similar addiction, I developed that and I discovered this, you know, only within the last year about myself that I, I really have that kind of addiction. I just kind of always thought that I, I liked food and that was it. Yeah. But when I, even if I plan it, um, okay, today's going to be a cheat. You know, for the longest time I did that, I'm going to eat a whole pizza. I, I got this all or nothing mentality where I would have that pizza and it's like that mentality of, okay, like I, I cheated, I messed up. I might as well just go completely off the rails and eat everything and then get back on Monday. Yeah. And so like Saturday was going to be just one cheat meal. And instead that extended to all day binging Sunday. And then all of a sudden Monday rolls around and I don't really feel like it. I'm going to keep going. And then it just, so for me, I discovered that the cheats aren't worth it you know what I mean? I, 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 trigger myself when I start off in that way. And again, that's me. It's, it's everyone discovering what personally works or doesn't work for you. Um, yeah. personally, it's best for me to just kind of stay away and go for a, uh, like a lower carb option option, a non-sugar, you know, option of something. And for me, that's what satisfies the craving, gets it away. And then I can keep going about like going with my day. Um, yeah. you know, I, I keep reiterating it, but that's what works for me. It's not everyone, anyone looking at the screen right now going, I like my cheat meals. That's fine. There's nothing, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, but I think that addictive personality sometimes lends itself to that all or nothing mentality where, um, you know, you, you just unravel and you, you kind of go crazy. And and I discovered that about myself within, even, like I said, just the last year or so. And it's just like, you know what, I'm just going to stick with what I'm doing. And it, it, it's a constant evolving process that, that I've found, you know?
0: Yeah. I mean, it's, and it's hard. Like a lot of people, uh, I used to do that too. I used to be the same exact way. So you will discover mm-hmm. that about yourself, but it's hard to change that once you discover it. So you're like, Hey, I'm addicted to sugar or whatever right. your addiction is. You realize that you recognize that but then you're stuck on what next like how do i change that so that's kind of what happened to me um so i did the same thing i would have a cheat on a weekend i don't really Mm -hmm. call them cheats anymore because i kind of incorporated the way i eat like to include cake or desserts or whatever into my lifestyle but Mm -hmm. before i would do the same thing i would be like okay on sundays are my cheat days uh, I would have uh, Papa John's pizza, yeah. go to town, uh, lava cake, you know, I'll just go all out. And mm-hmm. then I would, the cravings would trigger and then it'll leak into the next day. It'll yep. then the next week it turned into now it's a cheat day all day Sunday. Then I started it Saturday. So now I'm doing Saturday and Sunday.
1: Right. Um, so
0: yeah, I, it, I did the, the same thing. Um, so it was kind of like changing my mindset Um, which I think it all starts with mindset, weight loss, whatever your goals are is all mindset. So for me, um, I realized that, okay, these foods are triggering me to my cravings to want to keep eating. And Mm -hmm. it's kind of getting out of hand on weekends, what started out as a one meal on a Sunday turned into a whole weekend marathon. Yeah, Um, yeah. So for me, it was like education mindset and trying to fit in those small, I'll say cheats during the week. So I don't, those cravings don't build up. And on the weekends, I'm not what you would say binging. So I kind of allow myself every day. I'll have my weakness is chocolate. So I'll Mm. have um, some chocolate every day after dinner. So I'm not constantly thinking about chocolate. I'm not having those cravings, and I don't end up going to town and having a marathon weekend. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's definitely finding what works for you, and and each person's different. For me, I was able to work it out. For some, they may not be so lucky. But yeah, for sure, I was definitely (laughs) the same way. Can relate to that.
1: Yeah. It's, it's whatever you find that works for you and that you can maintain and you can live with, you know, that, that's, I think your strategy is awesome. That's something that you found that works for you and you can live with. And, you know what I mean? That, that's, that's the option. That's our, that's the best, the best option always is, again, I keep saying it, lifestyle change, you know, it's, it's never, I'm going to get to this week or I'm going to get, that used to always be, um, My mentality is uh, I could get to this date and then I'll do this or I get to this date. You know what I mean? It just doesn't, just doesn't work that way.
0: Now, did you, so I have a client currently who um, rewards herself. So when she reaches a weight loss goal, Mm -hmm. uh, she gives herself a reward. I'm happy to say it's not food Mm -hmm. (laughs) related because we talked about that, but did you kind of reward yourself? Did you set those weight loss goals and say, once I reach such and such weight, I'm going to give myself this reward did you do anything like that?
1: I didn't. Um, I do think that's a, that's a good strategy also. Um, But I I never really, I'm trying to think, I I don't really remember ever having a, you know, reward for myself. It was just kind of a continual progress. Um, But I think that's also, that has a lot of merit to it as well. Yeah. It's Um, like a motivation
0: thing. So how did you, so if you didn't use the reward method, how, how did you keep yourself motivated and on the right track, especially with a significant, weight loss like that i have a client who has 100 pounds to lose and and sometimes has a hard hard time hits a wall so when you have a significant amount of weight to lose like you Mm -hmm. did how did you manage to keep yourself motivated and on track what methods or tools did you implement to do that
1: right um i don't think for me at least it wasn't a specific method or tool but it was the um the reminder of my why and and the reminder of what it was like to be in that place when I was in that parking lot, you know what I mean? In 2016, like, um, and also discovering, you you know, the more I progressed, the more I realized I was capable of, the more I remembered, wow, I haven't done, you know, I haven't ran two miles since, you know, training for baseball in 10th grade. You know what I mean? Like I, I started to enjoy, a, how you look, you know what I mean. You you start to enjoy the the new pant sizes, yeah. the, the watching the scale progression, you, you know what I mean. So, it almost um, kind of becomes like a like a video game, for, or at least it did for me. Topping yourself, you know, yeah. be- beating that scale monster, you know what I mean. <laughs> um, but it was it was it was just liking what I was seeing, liking the progression, wanting to keep progress forward, and then also remembering what it was like and never ever wanting to go back to that um debilitating place because i i say it a lot and it's i think it's so the whole progress or the whole the whole process is so closely related mentally and physically and just so much more than just the physical um progress i was making i never wanted to go back to that place mentally um that negativity the the depression that i that anxiety I just that was a big motivating factor for me. It's like, you've made it this far, you've seen the other side, you were experiencing what it's like to not have those demons, so to speak, 24 seven. And I, I just never wanted to go back.
0: So it sounds like you kind of, in a way, celebrated like the little wins, the little, yeah. the little victories along the way. And that kind of kept you motivated. You would drop Definitely. the weight be like, Oh, sweet. Let's keep right. going. Then, then you right. would be like, I want to drop more weight.
1: Right. Yeah. I, I also, um, I forgot to mention, I did, so when I moved away, you know, I would frequently come home every three months, four months. And that was definitely a motivating factor too, that every time I came home, I would look, you know, different every single time, everyone you'd see, oh my God, you know what I mean? And I'd be lying if I said that that didn't motivate me also, for sure. You know what I mean? That definitely played a big, a big role in it.
0: Oh yeah, for sure. You definitely want other people other than you to to notice. And sometimes- you don't notice the changes as much as other people looking at because you're looking at yourself every day. So when you went home and and your family would make comments, it means more because they haven't seen you in a while. And they may notice that you look better than you even think you look
1: right. Right. For sure.
0: Yeah. So so I'm assuming that your mental and emotional health and everything's under under wraps, it's all on check. You're yep. you're still living a good life. So, so let's <laughs> talk about how that led to to you wanting to get into health coaching because I think that's amazing.
1: Yeah. Um, so I I decided I wanted to come back home and go back to school. Um I was originally thinking to pursue a dietetics degree um i started researching reaching out to different people um just trying to get as much similar to how i researched um just things within like the weight loss itself um i started looking into different professions because i mean my biggest you know motivating factor was I, i went through this transformation i saw just how much uh my quality of life increased after i went through that transformation and i wanted to just help other people because again I consider myself a lost cause for a really long time. I really thought I wasn't capable of change. I really thought this is just me. I might as well accept it. It is what it is. And that's probably my biggest motivating factor is to pull people out of that darkness or at least to help people avoid the the pitfalls that got me there, you know what I mean? So yeah. um, that was the biggest thing. And the more I researched um, different jobs within you know the the sphere of, of health, um, I originally wanted to go back to school and, and get a, a dietetics degree. And the more research I did, the more people I re- reached out to, I discovered health coaching. I didn't even know it was a, um, a profession. I didn't even know it was a thing. And I started reading up on it and saw it was this, you know, budding industry that's really starting to pick up. Yeah. And this was all right before COVID too, which, you know, uh, COVID kind of accelerated all that progression, I think with... Um, telemedicine and incorporation of a lot of zoom, you know, you know, based communication and everything. Um, so, you know, I researched all of it and I, I kind of, and again, this isn't, you know, this isn't to down, uh, nutritionists or dietitians. I just, (laughs) yeah, I'm not, I'm not at all, you know, doing that. I just, uh, I saw and I know how much it was connected mentally and physically for me. Yeah. And I didn't want to, um, just give people nutritional information and send them on their way. I wanted to because that I, I know what would have worked and what wouldn't have worked for me. And anyone who just tried to give me again I was a stubborn, yeah. like negative person. Anyone who tried to give me just nutritional information would have gotten just uh, okay. You know what I mean? So <laughs> yeah I, I want to try and bridge that mental and physical gap and and help people implement the habits and talk with them every week and and hold their hand through it. Because I think, you know, if, if I had that, I might've started my journey much earlier and, and avoided a lot of, um, a lot of the dark years, so to speak that I had. So that that's what motivated me to, uh, to start with health coaching and, and not go down the dietitian, um, route instead.
0: Yeah, no, I definitely appreciate, um, your reasons and your thought process. So I definitely agree that a lot of, and it's unfortunate. And I think we talked about this a little bit, um, on our last call, but a lot of dietitians, nutritionists, um, people just in the nutrition space, like you said, deal a lot with just the nutrition piece and they don't focus on the habits and the lifestyle changes and, the other aspects when it comes to health, because it's all related. A lot of people, when they're overweight or overeating, the underlying issues more often than not emotional, some sort of mental issue or concern. Um, I think there's a little bit of a shift and that's changing a little bit in the industry. Um, So there are up and coming nutritionists and nutrition coaches, um, myself included, um, who are focusing on food, of course, but also those other habits and lifestyle changes and really getting down and into the underlying issues. Um, so I think that is changing a little bit, not on the, I don't want to say on the dietetic side, because mm-hmm. they are food. And a lot of times when people are seeing, uh, registered dietitians, um, they're going there because of a particular diagnosis from their doctor more often than not. So so. I think dietitians are a little different, but on the right. just nutritionist nutrition coaching side, um, I think we are seeing a little bit of a shift. I don't think it's quite there yet. There are still those macro coaches, right, calorie coaches out there that just focus solely on the macros, which is unfortunate, but I think, um, like precision nutrition, where I got my certification from, mm. I think there are more certification companies out there rewriting their material to incorporate more habits and lifestyle changes were not there yet but the shift is happening slowly but surely um definitely so yeah so i'm glad you found health coaching it's unfortunate you didn't go the nutrition route but i understand <laughs> why you went the route you did for sure
1: mm-hmm. so, yeah it's uh good good oh no go ahead no, I was just saying it's something I I might um I might end up pursuing down the road. You know what I mean? But this was uh for me, this was my quickest way from A to B to start helping people as soon as possible and then to kind of reevaluate maybe in the future and, and add things to it or you know what I mean, something like that.
0: Now, are you getting a degree or certification?
1: So right now, um what it is is I'm getting a certification and then there's a um a board. It's the uh the NBHWC okay Uh, national board health and wellness coaches um so right now my program is um from september to it was like mid-november oh wow
0: so you literally just started a couple months ago
1: yep yep oh cool um september to i think it was early november actually was like the nutritional kind of um just health-based uh section of the certification so you know the inner workings of of just inflammation, everything that, that affects your health and, and just kind of giving you the why, which was big for me. Cause uh, for a long time, I could tell people the what, um, but I couldn't really break down the why. So, um, went through that. Now I'm officially a certified health coach. Um, then from November till May is the second half where it's their master certification course. And that deals much more with, um, like human psychology, uh, just making lasting change uh motivational interviewing nonviolent communication and it's all about more so how you uh approach a client and and just how you go about like that lasting change instead of just barking orders at them and and so that's it's more of of that type of a, a course for the second half um so I finished that up in May and then there's a board exam in October to sit for to be officially certified and um, the motivation behind that is, uh, I think the the board certified, um, whatever the, the board is, they just got um, approval for a certain category of insurance uh, coverage. Oh, okay. So trying to see further down the road as this thing evolves, you know what I mean, and, and set myself up as much as possible. But the psychological side that I'm getting into right now, I find to be The most interesting by far, you know what I mean, how to kind of talk to someone and and to get them to understand that they want to change instead of just telling them you need to change, you know what I mean. So um, that's where I'm at. And and so to sit for the um, for the board exam as well. You need an associates at least, and so I'm just finishing up my associates as well.
0: Oh, so you have a lot going on right now. <laughs>
1: yeah, quite, quite a, quite a lot for sure.
0: So, are you looking to start a uh, a business, or what are you looking to do once you're? So, you said you're already a health and wellness coach. You're yes. certified. You're just waiting yep. for the board. So, once you have all your degrees and certifications and your board exam done, what, what's next? What are you looking to do?
1: Yeah, uh, I'm gonna see, I'm gonna see where it goes. Yeah. I, I definitely. Um, I definitely want to potentially start my own business I also kind of think there's value in working for you know someone else a company a hospital a practice and kind of learning the ropes and learning where it's at and I'm I'm open to everything you know what I mean I don't necessarily have one particular uh, way I want to do it I'm kind of just open to all opportunities that I'm presented with and we'll, we'll see how it goes you know what I mean
0: yeah, that's awesome. I definitely wish you success and that is so awesome. And I appreciate you sharing your story um, on your weight loss. Uh, you know, that's no small feat and kudos to you for keeping it up and and sticking with it.
1: Thank you. I appreciate it.
0: Yeah. So again, thanks for coming on. Um, I'll drop uh, Dan's information in the description box. Um, if you have questions or, or want to reach out, um, she'll, I'm sure he'll be cool with you reaching out to him.
1: Absolutely. No problem at all.
0: Awesome. Well, thanks for tuning in. Stay tuned for future episodes. Don't forget to like and subscribe and have a happy and healthy day.
1: Thanks for having me on.